0: But we're just doing things a little bit differently today. If you've been here for any amount of time at all, you know that we often refer to Evangel as being an inside-out church. We say that we do good, we love each other, and we reveal Jesus, and we call all of that being an inside-out church, meaning... meaning. That everything we do is not just contained within these little walls, you know, kind of a secret. And people go by outside and go, I wonder what's in that building. I think it's this really secret group that meets there. No, 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 no. We like to be inside out. We want to be visible. We want to be transparent. We want to be active in our community and in our world. We want to just be spreading out from the gatherings that we have here on Sunday mornings, spreading out into our city and into our world and just turning ourselves inside out to help carry Jesus to Montreal and to the world that's out there. And so that means that much of what we do and much of what we support, you will never actually see in action if you're only here Sunday mornings, because it doesn't happen in here. We have this on Sunday mornings, but much of what we do and much of we, what we support is outside of Sunday mornings. It's even outside of our own property. Sometimes it's outside of our own city. Is part of being an inside-out church. And so that's what we want to talk about today. We want to make a special emphasis on all of that today. And so Pastor Rob is going to come and share that with you, and we have a number of guests as well that are going to join us. Would you welcome Pastor Rob this morning?
1: We have a very full service, and we hope that when you leave today, you leave not only well-informed, but you feel stirred in your heart and your spirit to just to continue to serve uh, in this body at this church in this community uh, the way that you have for years uh, this is a very generous church and a very giving church and uh, our missions program here has has been a very successful one as you know if you've been a part of this church for any period of time you know that this church has planted churches all over Quebec and we've sent missionaries and global workers all around the globe we have um, uh, countless stories of how people would come and say, I grew up at Evangel and now I'm serving over here, or, or I, I attended Evangel for so many years, and or I was on staff at Evangel and now I'm doing this. And just about any time I go to a conference or I'm out of the city and I'm meeting with other people, someone will come up to me and say, Evangel is my home church and now I'm serving here or there. It's just incredible what God has done through this church in launching people into ministry, whether it's in Canada or around the world, and you are a part of that. You are a part of that then, and you are a part of that now, as God continues to launch people around this globe in sharing the gospel and doing good and loving each other and revealing Jesus, that that inside-out motto of evangel is taken around the world, and you are a part of that. Today, it is our privilege to partner with Mission Canada, where they are going to be uh, introducing two new couples into the mission program uh, launching um, two families to serve in Montreal. They're going to be based here. Some of you already know them, but this is a commissioning moment for Mission Canada to be able to present them uh, to the congregation, that we can pray over them and launch them into ministry. Mission Canada has served uh, uh, with a, a, a very powerful initiative to share the gospel of Jesus Christ on a mission platform in this country, speaking to very specific needs within our nation. And it's our privilege today to have the president of Mission Canada with us, Brian Eckhart. He's going to come and uh, share a little bit about uh, what he does, about being the the, the president and and the the visionary for Mission Canada, and also uh, our own Gary Connors. He is a part... Uh, of this initiative as well. He serves to French Canada and Quebec. And it's just our privilege today to have you with us, Brian, to share about Mission Canada and also to be a part of our service. Let's welcome Brian today. Thank you, buddy.
2: Thanks, Pastor Rob. That's the first time I've ever been introduced as the president of anything. I'll take the role, but I know what responsibility is. is. I'm the director. It's the same thing. It's good. To, well, good morning, Evangel. It's great to be here. You know, I just to honor you first and foremost. I also have a, a hat on, not only working with our Pentecostal churches across Canada, but I serve as a chair at the Church Planning Canada Network. And uh, just this week, we had um, over 400 leaders from across Canada strategizing, praying towards planning new churches in Canada. Your church was a part of that. You hosted us so well, and we just are thrilled about what God's doing, cross-denominationally, right across. how many know when God when brethren dwell together in unity, God commands His blessing. And so we saw some amazing things happen these last couple of days, and we know the fruit is yet to be seen right across the country uh, that happened right here in this building. So a part of Mission Canada is this Bo. 10 years ago, our fellowship said we need to begin to look at Canada through the lens of a mission field, not just a sending agency. It's not either or. How many know it's both and? Right? We reach Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and outermost parts of the world, according to Acts chapter 1, verse 8. And the Holy Spirit's the one that empowers us to do that. So, as a fellowship, we began to look at Canada through the lens of a missionary and say, where are the gaps or the missional needs, as Pastor Rob mentioned, that we need to, to, to uh, begin to minister to? Where we're under service, where Jesus is not well represented. And so if you take your hand out, take your, take your hand up, look at your thumb for a moment. That's our Indigenous communities, our First Peoples, those that are First Nations, Métis, Inuit, and we strategize with our leaders and the 80 plus churches across Canada to better serve and to better minister to the 1.8 million Indigenous people in Canada. How we do that better. And we partner with them. I call it two by four. Two Indigenous people, four Indigenous people by Indigenous people. We have an incredible, incredible connection that's happening in amongst our Indigenous leaders in Canada. The second is our new Canadians. And I kind of point to to Canada. We're finding 300,000 people every year that step onto Canadian shores for the very first time. And we know that that's an opportunity that we have to actually connect with people, many of them outside of faith, many of them coming from countries. Many of you would have come from countries that were outside of the gospel. The third is our urban centers. And our urban centers is actually 15 cities across Canada where 80% of the people in Canada live, including cities like Montreal and Toronto and Vancouver. How we do ministry, the urban core, uh, is actually actually changing. The fourth is, and I have a ring for it because i married. My wife is here, Beverly, this morning, and, and it reminds me that as, as a country, we were, we were born as twins, as I were, French Canada and English Canada, and so we continue to partner with our, our churches and our relationships and our colleges in French Canada to see French Canada come to Jesus. How many believe that evangels got probably, what, four out of four so far? And then the last is our young. We want to lean young. How many know that the generation to come needs the gospel, and we need to baton it to them very well? And so that's our children, our youth, and our colleges and our universities, including almost 2 million students from across Canada that attend any one of our institutions across the world the country, including about a quarter million that are international students. So God's doing some incredible things as we begin to look at our, our our tapestry of our country as a as a mission field. You know, maybe even today, at the end of the service, we'll be we'll be talking about, you know, your call to mission. And maybe today you've got a call in your heart to a particular people group in this country or maybe across the world. I'd like you to be bold enough to come and talk to us after and we'll try to help steer you in that. But I wanted to introduce a few of our Mission Canada workers. We got a short little video we want to show you this morning to introduce a little bit of who they are and what a little bit of what they're doing.
3: Jesus said to his disciples, the harvest is great.
4: But the workers are few.
3: Jesus said to his disciples,
5: the harvest is great, but the workers are few. But the workers are few. (laughs)
3: On the
1: night
4: that I felt called, uh, I prayed a very dangerous prayer that I still try to live out to this day. I said to God, I'll do anything. I'll go anywhere. I'll go wherever you want me to go. I'll say whatever
1: you want me to say. I'll do anything. I see where culture is, I see where culture is going, um, and the, the lack of hope that is found
2: in the lives of high school students these days, and so my hope is to bring that very thing, hope and encouragement, to a place where not a lot of it is found. I do campus ministry because I believe that every person deserves an access point to the gospel. Somebody once said that campus ministry is getting a
5: chance to minister to CEOs and heads of state and politicians and entrepreneurs and celebrities while they still have time for us. That's why I do it.
0: I do what I do as a Mission Canada worker so I can share with and Indigenous people the hope that I have in Jesus.
4: I have a heart to reach our inner city uh, children, youth, and families that are just seeking for something more.
5: So over the last year, we've reached out to several communities in the north and one girl in particular, 10 years old, she came to our running clinics because she had to. She was on suicide alert, so she had to come to our running clinics. And after the running clinics, she Came to one of our team members and said, This is the first time I felt hope.
2: One of the ways that churches can support Mission Canada workers is to commit to partner with them.
0: They can support me through prayer. I know that that's something I'm going to have to be, be covered in.
5: We believe we're here and doing what we're doing because of the power of prayer, but also uh, finances. So pray to the Lord of the harvest for workers.
0: So pray to the Lord of the harvest
4: for workers. So pray to the Lord, so pray to the Lord of the harvest for workers. Mission Canada, because we must.
0: Mission Canada, because we must.
5: Because we must. Because we must.
2: On that video, they are all actual Mission Canada workers that are working in a gap. And sometimes we think of harvesters, we think we we'll all have to be driving combines like our local churches, you know what I mean? But sometimes the vineyards need a different kind of laborer. Sometimes the strawberry field needs a different kind of labor. Sometimes working amongst certain groups in Canada takes a different kind of cold worker. So in front of me this morning are a couple of workers. We'd love to have the privilege of actually commissioning right here at Evangel this morning. You get to be a part of their launch. Isn't that cool? So when I was watching uh, the NHL draft, you know how when they draft people like, and now number 15 overall for the Montreal Canadiens, Kokonami or whatever his name is, right? So what we're going to do is we're actually going to draft these Mission Canada workers onto the Mission Canada team. Huh? Come on. So, we're going to get them to put on these. Got one for the home team too here. There you go. So someone's got to take a picture. Oh, we, we, got a, we got a photographer here even. So come on a little tighter. Gary Connors is going to pray over these folks in a moment, but I want you to hear their heart, their call, their desire to, to touch people here in the Quebec region in Montreal as well. So this is David and Jeannie Ritz, go ahead.
5: Yeah, so my name is David and this is my wife Jeannie and my daughter Annabelle and Levi's down in the basement. Um, But for the past 13, 14 years, my heart has been gripped by the statistic in Montreal, 250,000 students in the greater Montreal area, including CEGEPs, universities, trades, colleges, etc. And uh, and, and this year, this fall, my heart was struck by this idea that a few students rallied 500,000 people in our city to protest climate change. Imagine students fired up by the Holy Spirit, empowered, and equipped, and trained, imagine what kind of an impact they could make in our city, in our province, and in our country. And so that's uh, that's our calling as a family. That's what we desire to do. We live on McKay Street, right in the heart and thick of it. And uh, and we use a, the, the brand of Red Frogs to be able to go to students who haven't even even met a Christian yet. So. Uh, You can be praying for us for that. Um, We're about to enter into some intense seasons, so you can be covering us in prayer for those events. Uh, We're also trying to bring the brand into the Francophone community as well. We are not Francophones, so we're learning French, and so you can be praying for us in that, and praying that the Lord brings along people that we can have a strategy to effectively equip and go into the universities and
3: into those spaces. Excellent. All right, Cal and Chrissy Cron, and it's so good to be a part of this team of Mission Canada, but it's also good to be a part of this team right here. Um, Some of you might recognize us. We actually were pastors here 11 years ago, and we've just recently come back, and we're so excited about being back here and being with you. Um, Since we've been gone, we've been doing a lot of ministry out in BC and with the missions department. (coughs) Excuse me. But we really have had this passion within our hearts to come back because we love the city of Montreal. We love Quebec and we love you. And so we are excited for what God is calling us to. For the first year, what we're going to be doing is doing uh, we're with Gary uh, with a program called Fit for M, which is Friends Intensive Training for Ministry. So we're going to be doing French for this year, uh, but with that program, we're also going to be working uh, with Evangel. So funny how we used to pastor here, and they partnered us up, up with Evangel again, and so you will see us. We're going to be helping out with both worship and our young adults, and so we're very excited to be working with that. But we are really feeling like God has got something bigger. There's something more. And there's something more, not just for us as a couple, but there's something more for this church. And we are excited to be a part of what, what is God calling us to. One of the things that we feel really called to is uh, how can we reach people who don't have much or any access to gospel? That could be anybody we walk by on the street, you know, of this wonderful city. There's so many people that need the access to the gospel. And so we are asking God to show us who are the people that you want us to reach out to? What are the subcultures, the certain group, people groups that maybe have minimal access to the gospel? And that is what we're here to do, and we're excited to work along with you to do that. Amen?
2: Amen. So I'm going to ask you to maybe stretch your hand forward to these two couples today as we commission. Gary's going to actually pray over them today. Why don't we just change our position for just a minute? and Let's stand, okay? And let's stretch our hands towards of these families today and let's ask the lord to commission them to the work that god's called them to today
4: heavenly father today we stand before you uh, first of all knowing that you are a god and that uh, you call people to ministry uh, lord and you said to pray to the lord of the harvest that he'd send workers into the harvest and so we do have this sense in our own life that you do call you do knock at our heart and you you, you speak to those who you want to be, your, your, your children, to be out uh, and called uh, to do ministry. And today we have these two couples before us who have sensed a certain call in their life from you. You've addressed them, and uh, they have acquiesced to it, Lord. They have willingly said yes, and they are here today, Lord. They are taking uh, steps of faith. And uh, we want to be behind them. We want them to sense that uh, we are upholding them in prayer with our finances, uh, uh, even to be their friends and support them in any way we can. So we pray, Lord, though, that you would empower them, empower them with your Holy Spirit, Lord, uh, to be able to do that which you've called them to do. Uh, We thank you, Lord, that right down here in the the urban center of Montreal, uh, that you are doing great things. And just the fact that they are willing to say yes and come, Lord, gives us great hope for uh, the next steps, Lord. We pray for our campuses, Lord. We pray for urban uh, centers here. We pray for the different areas which we you will um, direct them to, Lord. And we thank you today, and we give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may
2: be seated.
1: Amen. What a privilege it is for us to be a part of what God is doing in Canada, to be able to partner with uh, some new workers right here in our, own, in our own country. It's just incredible how God is continuing to open up the door, continuing to use Evangel, strategically placing us where we can effectively reach uh, different parts of the city. I, I love the idea of the combine. Uh, you can't take a combine into a A vineyard, or you can't take a combine into the strawberries. And so there are other tools and other skill sets that are needed and are necessary. And it's great uh, for us as Evangel to come along and partner with these two families as they serve, as they grow, as they develop ministry here in Quebec. Uh, We have so many things that are happening at Evangel, so many uh, different areas of reach, uh, things that you may not see or know, uh, as you attend Evangel and as you get involved in certain areas, there are always things that are happening uh, through other ministries or other organizations uh, that are sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ, the whole inside-out church perspective really does take place on an ongoing basis here at Evangel. There are so many things. And today, not only do we want to celebrate our Mission Canada workers and the things that are happening here in Montreal, but we thought, what a great opportunity for us to also celebrate our global workers. Many of you know that we are a part of a a larger denomination, and in that larger denomination, we send out missionaries uh, around the globe to do good, to love each other, to reveal Jesus, And we have about 10 families that we help to support uh, through prayer, through finances, and send them out, launch them to do a great work uh, around the world. They are involved in many, many different things in many, many different countries. And as you know, Jana and I and the kids, we spent seven years in the mission field in Thailand, serving there, uh, developing uh, ministry Uh, coming alongside nationals to be able to share the gospel effectively within their own culture. There's all kinds of stuff that is happening through um, our global ministries uh, here at Evangel. We've developed some prayer cards, and you'll get some of these at the end of the service. We've developed these prayer cards to highlight our global workers that we support. These are families that have left uh, what is familiar here and gone to what is unfamiliar to to be able to develop uh, communities of faith. And so we want you, if you receive one on the way in, fantastic. Put it in a high-profiled area. If you did not receive one on the way in, make sure you get one on the way out. When you leave very quickly at the end of the service, slow down enough to grab one of these at the end of the service The quickly thing was so that we could do the chairs, right? Just reminding you. But grab one of these on the way out. Put it in a high-profile area in your house, on the fridge, or somewhere where you would see it so that you can continue to to be aware of the global work that's happening around the world and uh, be able to pray for them and hold them up. Uh, We have a little bit of a video from them, a welcome, uh, thank you uh, from some of our global workers. We've put that together. We want you to be able to see that now.
4: Hi, Evangel. Good afternoon from Uganda. Hello, it's you and Patty Herzog saying a big hi from Bratislava, Slovakia.
0: Hey, Evangel, we just want to thank you for your ongoing support towards our three initiatives in Africa.
4: And thank you also for your incredible prayer support as I'm on this cancer journey. Lord willing, we're returning to the Mm -hmm. great continent
3: of Africa.
5: Angeline Montreal.
3: We appreciate every
5: one of you. You are so mission minded abroad and at home.
2: Great missionary William Carey once said attempt great things for God, expect great things from God. And that's what's happening.
5: Bonjour, nous sommes Louise et Michel Charbonneau et nous
0: travaillons en Haïti. Hi, we are Michel and Louise Charbonneau, and we work in Haïti.
4: We are Pierre and Marielle Paradis from Pretoria, South Africa. Thank you, Canada, for helping us by your prayer and by your financial support to bring and to train African leaders into global mission. Thank you, Canada! May God keep blessing you richly. Amen. Thank you again so much for your support. It's great to be with you. God bless all of you. Love you and appreciate you. Bye.
3: Okay. Okay. the first
4: room. The
5: first a
3: food already included.
5: Glory to God, it's going to be finished soon.
1: Amen. Amen. That's our own Dino Fonte. He's been serving in uh, Cuba for 25 years or more, taking teams down there. Uh, Dino's primary focus, he lives here and uh, makes several trips a year down into Cuba, but his primary focus is to raise money and support here to purchase material and equipment to plant churches in Cuba. And uh, as you know, we had a team that was down there last year. We were able to serve in many of those churches that have been planted and Dina will tell you that we have had a hand in planting Evangel, your giving, your support, the trips over the years, going down and helping those churches. We have had a hand in planting nine churches in Cuba, sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's an incredible testimony of your generosity, your faithfulness, and, and uh, your goodness towards Dino. We're just so grateful to be a part of his team. Last year, uh, we had several missions trips that we went on. Uh, this year, we're going to do a few, again, Coming up in 2020, we'd like to do a couple more uh, missions trips. Um we have two that we are scheduling, one to Ukraine, one to Africa. We'll take some small teams there for a specific work, and there'll be more details on those coming out in the near future. Uh, but some of you have talked to me and asked, you know, is there, is there a way that we can do something uh, in northern Quebec? Is there something that we can do uh, among First Nations? Or are there churches that we can come alongside with to help bring some material to them, or equipment, or can we go up and run some camps? And so I've already had some conversation with district. We want to be able to partner with that. But there are also some First Nation churches right here in Montreal that need help that uh, could use some extra tools or some extra hands uh, in helping to support them grow and develop ministry here in Montreal. So we're looking at those opportunities uh, as well. All of those Uh, opportunities. They take prayer. They take finances. They take workers. And so we just want you to prayerfully consider how God would use you or how God would stir in your heart to help support some of the missions that's happening, whether that's through prayer, whether that's attending a missions trip or helping out in a local church in the area, or whether or not it's helping with finances to support those. We have a budget of approximately $80,000 that helps to support our global workers helps to support Mission Canada, helps to support some of the things that we do here in the province and here in the city. Some of the things that you may not know or may not see are the food programs, the feeding programs that we do out in Cabot Square. We um, run about $6,000 a year just in buying groceries and food and partnering with a city program to to do meals. We we like to do it once a week. It doesn't always happen once a week, but serve out in that community and feeding some of our neighbours. So those are the things that that are happening behind the scenes that you may not be aware of, uh, God is really doing something incredible he 's partnering this church with this city in a very strong and powerful way, and there is favor resting on us now, and doors are beginning to open where we can continue to serve this community and so we 're just thrilled to have some Mission Canada workers here as well that are specifically uh, engaging in our city outreaches uh, in our neighborhood. One of the statistics that um, that uh, it inspired me, it, it shocked me, it scared me. One of those statistics was, b- b- that I heard before I, I landed here a couple years ago was that there are 120,000 university students within walking distance of this church. That shocked me. And I thought, God, how can we uh, be a part of what you're doing? How can we line up with what you're already doing in the hearts and the lives of the students? And to be partnered with some, some families that are going to be doing that right here in Montreal is just a, an incredible opportunity for this church to be engaged um, in student ministry. And we're grateful for Pastor Tim and for Jonathan and those that have helped out in developing and growing that young adult ministry here at the church. In the first service, we had uh, the Paradis with us. Um, They are um, um, global workers in South Africa that we support, and you saw them a little bit on the video, but they were able to come first service, couldn't stay uh, for second service because of previous commitments, but they were here just to share about what God is doing in South Africa, how in South Africa there is a uh, Portuguese community that they are investing in, that they are teaching, and that they are sending out across the world from South Africa. I think they said in the continent, on the continent of Africa, there were 54 million uh, Portuguese-speaking people on the continent. And they are now training and developing ministry among them to send them out around the world. There are just incredible things that are happening through your giving, through your support, your prayer support uh, with missions. We're going to take up the offering this morning. I'm going to ask if um, our uh, ushers would come forward And we're just going to pause and pray over the offering today. And this is our regular Sunday offering. uh, But we also want you just to consider maybe uh, uh, something a little extra, maybe digging a little deeper today to help support some of the missional initiatives that we have here at Evangel. uh, Some of the feeding programs, some of the uh, prison ministry that we do, some of our global workers that we're uh, um, supporting. We'd love to increase our missions presence around the world and love to increase our missions presence here in Canada. So let's just prayerfully consider what God would have us do in this offering today, where we can just continue to be generous and continue to support one another in missions. We have a video clip of some of the missions trips that we did last year, and Cuba, Thailand, and Ukraine. We're going to show that while we take up the offering. But let's just pause and pray over the offering this morning. Father, we are so thankful and grateful for your generosity to us. We are thankful that you have given us the good news, that we have been blessed to come into a relationship with you. And, Father, today as we think of our global workers, as we take up the offering, Lord, we pray for them, that you would give them strength in their body, that you would bring healing into their bodies where healing is needed, that you would provide finances for them, that you would unite hearts and families together, that there would be a unity among our global workers that would increase your spiritual presence, So, Father, I thank you for the opportunity to give in this offering. We ask, Lord, that it would increase, that you would multiply it, make it go much farther than we ever anticipated it could. We thank you for allowing us to worship in our giving. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. What a great influence we've been able to have. uh, Other mission trips are coming up. Try and find out where you can be a part of what God is doing through our missions program and uh, get connected to one of the teams that are happening. Uh, Just uh, let me wrap things up uh, today and let me share from my heart for a few minutes just before we close. Uh, Missions is very different now than it used to be. Uh, I remember growing up, my uncle and aunt, they were missionaries to Africa and... Uh, when they went uh, on the mission field, they packed up their things in containers and crates and they put them on a boat and they spent three months on a boat to get to the continent of Africa and uh, that's how they served, that's how they got there and you would get a letter from them occasionally every, um, you know, maybe once a year, twice a year, you get a little note from them just saying, hey, we're not dead yet, we're surviving and all those things that you worry about when you're on this side of the continent and you don't have any communication with them. And so you do, it was always great to get those updates. And my mom would always say, hey, we got a letter from Uncle Gerald and here it is and this is what they're doing. And, and it was always exciting to be a part of that. Uh, missions is very different now. Even this morning in the first service, the parodies talked about uh, uh, how they're going to be home this fall and through Christmas and they're gonna be able to be here for Christmas with their family, and it'll be the first time that they've had Christmas in Canada with their family since 2006, that they're having that opportunity to to be. So yep, they give up a lot. Uh, They give it up willingly and joyfully so that they can serve, but what a great privilege for them to be back in uh, Canada to be able to have Christmas together with family but even now times are changing with the way media is and the internet and TV and communication and how small the globe is becoming people move around a whole lot more than they ever used to and the opportunity to be able to serve somewhere is a lot easier now than it's ever been in the past. So let me read a scripture to you today and let me tell you a story. The Scripture comes from Proverbs 25, like cold water to a thirsty soul, so was good news from a far-off country. There's a story of a woman, a very intelligent woman, a very capable person, uh, who had a bit of a journey, and they tell us the journey in this way, that they were raised in Africa, in a country on the continent of Africa. uh, Raised in their family, they grew, they got married, they had children, and somebody introduced them to Jesus, and they came into this relationship with Jesus. And while on the continent of Africa, God began to put leadership skills into their heart and began to speak into their lives. And eventually God said to them, I'd like you to leave Africa and go to a Western nation and land in a Western nation and and I will lead you there. And so they packed up their family, they packed up everything they had, and they moved across uh, the ocean and they landed in a Western country. And in that Western country, they found jobs and they began leadership skills, and God continued to develop them and continued to grow their capacity to lead. And while uh, leading in certain areas, uh, God would then say, you know what, I want you to leave that job, but I want you to go to another job now so that I can teach you new skills. And so they would leave, they would quit their job, sometimes not knowing what the next job would be, but they had faith believing that God was leading them, and they would move into another job, and skills would be developed, and they would learn new things, and they would develop again. And as they got involved in churches and they grew in churches, God would say, I want you to now move into another area, Area of ministry, and it sometimes it meant leaving at the church that they loved and coming into another church so that they could develop a new skill and new leadership opportunities, and they could be mentored and grow under different kinds of leadership. And then in the process of that, they were invited then to come back to their home country to then share uh, their leadership skills and speak at a conference. Now. To be a conference speaker and to be invited to go speak at a conference is no big deal. You just, yep, that's what I do, and therefore I'm going to go. But someone who's never done that, it can be very intimidating and very frightening. And so they've gone on this journey from a country in Africa to a Western country where they could grow and develop their skills, only to be invited back into that country then with new skills and new opportunities to begin to speak at a conference. And so this woman, very capable woman, went across back into her home country and began to speak at this conference. And while speaking, people were healed at this conference And while sharing her story and sharing the love of Jesus, people came to faith and came into that relationship with Jesus Christ. And while back doing this conference, there was an opportunity for her to meet with her extended family, uh, those that did not know Jesus. And they're having a meal together and they're sharing together. And during that time that she was there, 32 members of her family came to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Just an incredible testimony of a missional journey taking someone from their homeland into a new land to go back and to share and to see God do a great work. That story didn't happen at a large church in the U.S. It's not a story that we read in a book or heard at a conference. That story happened last year here at Evangel, one of our members. And you know Beatrice, she works down in the cafe, and she also... uh, Uh, teaches a leadership class, duplicating what God has done in her life, teaching it in Pastor Tim's office on Sunday afternoons. A missional journey for her was something very different than the way we have often seen mission journeys. We have 86 nations represented at Evangel. 86 different countries represented on any given Sunday. And missions tend to, tends to be very different now than it has been in the past. And I wonder, is it possible... That maybe God has brought you here to evangel, brought you from another country, or maybe your parents from another country, or your grandparents from another country. Is it possible that God brought you to Canada because he needed you to reach somebody here? Or that maybe someday you might go back to your home country, that you might be able to do good or love each other or reveal Jesus in your home country whether that's on a visit when you go back during the holiday seasons or whether it is a a long-term stay. Maybe at retirement you're going to head back there, but you'll go back with a relationship with Jesus that maybe you didn't have when you left your country and skills that you didn't have when you left your country, but opportunity for you to serve. Or maybe you're able to take your cultural uh, understanding here and serve and minister among your own cultural elements here in the city of Montreal. I think maybe we need to kind of shift our missional thinking. Maybe your journey here needs to be viewed in the life of your mission narrative. Of the story and the seasoning that God has brought you through to bring you to a place of influence with understanding your own culture and your own not that we don't come together and unite as one as we do in this church service, but there are unique elements that only you understand with your brothers and sisters. And sometimes you are the best person to share the gospel with them. There was once a time, I think, when, when we would stand on one side of the missional divide or the other. And I know for myself growing up, it was always a distinct calling that was or was not for an individual. That some people stood on the side that said, yes, I'm called to missions and I'm going to go. And the others would stand on the other side and say, well, I'll do something else, but I'm not called to missions. The world is a very different place than it is. And I believe that all of us are called to missions today that all of us are called. We have a seasoning and a purpose where we are called to missions, whether it is here in Montreal, whether it's in your neighborhood, whether it is land- jumping on a plane and going somewhere else. I believe that we are called for that missional purpose. Maybe we need to kind of shift some of our thinking. The shift is happening on an international scale. It's happening where people are moving around the globe more than they ever have. We still need our Deborah Sergisings who will go to areas where nobody has ever gone and taken that message of love. We still need those missionaries that would go into those places. But if you look at Deborah's missional story, if you look at her own journey She's come from India. Her family has come from India and landed in Canada and was trained and developed as a nurse here in the city of Ottawa and then taken that into the remote parts of Africa. We all have a missional journey. Today, I want to encourage you that we need to step in to missions We need to erase a divide that says some are called and some are not and stand in that gap and say, God, I am your missionary today. Order my steps. Take me where you need me to go. Put somebody in my path today that I can serve. Show me where I can do good, where I could love in my neighborhood Show me how to pastor the people around me. Show me how to be a leader in in a vacuum in my neighborhood where I can lead people to do good, to love each other, and through that, Jesus can be revealed. Let's erase the line. Let's stand in the middle and say, God, I desire to be your missionary for whatever purpose you have for me. I'm going to ask if the worship team would come We're going to close with the song that we began with today. But I want to remind you that many of us, our journey has come from another land. And like the scripture says, like cold water to a thirsty soul, so is good news from a far-off country. We are that far-off country no matter what country you came from. And maybe your purpose here is to lead somebody here to Jesus. Last week at the um, at the conference that we hosted here at Evangel, the uh, Church Planting Canada conference, there was a speaker that spoke about his journey coming from from Laos all the way into Canada. And it reminded me that my father came from Belfast and maybe my missional journey started in Belfast where God orchestrated him to come into Canada where he came into faith in Canada and grew as a leader and then invested in me and my family who are now out serving and sometimes missional. That maybe that journey that my father had was so that I could stand here today. We all have that seasoning. We all have that journey. Let me pray for you, and then we're going to sing this chorus together and just allow God to awaken our spirit today. Let's pray. Will you stand with me and let's pray together? Father, we thank you for your anointing and your strength. And, Lord, we ask that you would lead us today. That, Father, may we understand that we are a part of your missional church that we are a part of the sending and the going and the doing and the hands and the feet. We are that. Help us to be that. Help us to be strong as we lead others around us. Pour into us. Awaken our heart. Awaken our spirit to the purpose that you have for us today. We thank you for this. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.